Hello. Hello. I didn't know if I was going to say hello or hi. Oh, hey. How's it going? <laughs> it's great. What's up? Just hanging uh, out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, for those that don't know, I'm Tally. I'm Adrian. And welcome to another wonderful edition of Bite Size Podcast, the show where we give you big ideas bite size. And we are still talking about scams, 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 scams. Skip, skip, scams. Yeah. You get a scam and you get a scam. I hope not. I hope not. <laughs> Nobody wants a scam, actually. It's like, it's like the fruitcake at like holidays is like, mm, actually, I don't want that. So true, 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 true. You can have, you can have it back. <laughs> Um, I've had fruitcakes that are actually not that bad, so. You know, I don't know if I've ever eaten, like, an actual true fruitcake. I mean, I've eaten, like, cakes with, like, dried fruit and nuts, and they're like, I mean, that's a fruitcake, but it's fine. I just feel like I always imagined, like, fruitcake to be this, like, disgusting thing that you would get on holidays, and, like, there's people that have, like, you know, adults that would tell jokes when I was a child of, like, oh, there's only actually ever one fruitcake in the world. People just keep re-gifting it, and <laughs> yeah, it's just yeah. made the rounds. Um, yeah, but you know what? The Great British Baking Show changed my mind on that one, so. I love that show. It's great. Yeah, today, uh, this is our final episode of this series. So nuts. Yeah. It's... It, and it's been a while since we've recorded, because we recorded all of the other episodes, like, so close together. <laughs> we did, yeah. Um, I am now in the state of Maine. It is, today is May 25th. Oh my god, I think it's my mom's birthday. <gasps> oh, fuck, I need to. You need to do that. Yeah. <laughs> Tomorrow um, would be my mom's birthday. Oh. Happy birthday, moms. Right? It's practically Mother's Day. It's practically Mother's Day. I, I think I also forgot to say Happy Mother's Day on Mother's Day, and now I feel Jesus. really bad, actually. I'm terrible. Oh, my God. I, like, call it. I was like, hey, Ma, did you send my freaking sunglasses and my photo ID? <laughs> oh, by the way. <laughs> wow, I'm a terrible daughter. I have to send her, like some like chocolate covered strawberries or something yeah send I did her a pay lobster, for my phone dude. bill though <laughs> to send her a whole <laughs> ass lobster i could i could do it you literally could uh yeah so just I'm in the overnight state her a lobster <laughs> i think that you can do that. i think you can like, yeah i'm pretty positive i could send her a main lobster yeah please like, report back tomorrow. on that i will i definitely will cool uh yeah so how how you been what have you been up to any hot hot goss <laughs> what's, what's the tea says um, oh my god what is that noise oh i moved my microphone i apologize okay <laughs> um things are good we are um getting back into performance season so just been like in the studio constantly and i'm about to drop way too much money on rhinestones <laughs> i feel that yeah designing costumes cool. making all of the shiny pretties yeah it's been good how are your things oh. have you eaten a lobster since you've been there I have eaten, okay, <laughs> this is going to sound really bad because I was like, I think I kept saying like, oh, I'm going to eat lobster every freaking day. Blah. <laughs> um, but the, the problem with that is that there is like seasonal, like I mean, they fish for lobster all year, but like the price goes like massively up um, during like the non-peak times of the season. And so like from the time, like here's the other thing is like, I'm not used to having seasons. <laughs> um like four of them because there's like 300 like 40 or something odd days of sunshine in california and so what happens is like it'll be winter time and it'll either be snowing or it'll be sunny and there is no in between um and then for our quote-unquote spring period it's just sunny like from like april like end of april it's just sunny and then sometimes it'll dump like a shit ton of snow and then it'll just be sunny and everything will be sunny um and the kind of like forestation that we have out there is like mostly like pine trees and things like that so like that you don't really notice like a huge amount of color change right um because it's mostly lodgepole and sugar pines 
<clears throat> and uh, so it's just like it's just continuously sunny from the end of winter all the way through fall and there's like maybe like a couple of days where there's rain but not often and when it does it's like torrential downpour for like maybe five seconds and then it stops and it's sunny again so like I keep like looking at the weather and I'm like oh it's fucking like 65 degrees it's fucking 70 degrees like when the fuck is it gonna be like 80 90 degrees up in this bit (laughs) and it's like it won't first of all because it like doesn't get hot like that here but secondly it's also not fucking summertime yet (laughs) like it's literally (laughs) not even summer like yeah it's not like this the solstice has not happened like we're not even to that point in north america and also i am at the very fucking top of north america yeah you like i you can't get much norther than me until you're in canada like unless you're in canada like so yeah so that's been interesting um my allergies are like definitely not as bad as they are everywhere else which is important um Wait, I was talking about lobster. Anyways, lobster. <laughs> There's a season. I'm so sorry. I'll get back into the lob- the meat of what everyone really wants to know. Ayo. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, so lobster is like a seasonal industry. And so it's still very much springtime here. In fact, lobster market price. So everything that you buy, like when you buy lobster, you buy everything at market price. So it's like however much lobster is going for in the area and most of the areas up here you're getting it like directly out of the ocean like there's restaurants and what they call lobster pounds which is funny because it's like a pound for your lobster like pounds of lobster and also like a little pound where your lobster lives um and then dies and then you eat it (laughs) perfect (laughs) um but so there's lobster pounds like all up and down the coast and you'll go in, they'll, like, bring in, like, the fresh catch from, like, where they're at in the ocean because they're literally on the ocean. Um, they'll bring in the fresh catch, they'll boil it, and then you eat it either in a lobster roll, lobster salads, or you obviously, excuse me, you can do, like, a full lobster boil where you, like, shuck a whole lobster, which I've never done. And I've only, I'm used to California spiny lobster, which is, like, mostly just the tail is what you're eating. Um, They don't have big claws, so it's, like, tail meat is pretty much the only thing that you get from it. Um, So I did have lobster. I've only had lobster once, and it was in something called a lobster roll, which is very popular up here. I'm I'm very familiar with a lobster roll. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I do not like mayonnaise um, at all. (laughs) I don't want to even think about mayonnaise ever. So I had my lobster roll, quote unquote, naked, which was essentially (laughs) cold lobster meat on a hot dog bun with a side of warm butter for like 30 fucking dollars. (laughs) Sign me up. Um, And it was just like, I, I think it was because like it was like a bigger place. So it definitely wasn't like they don't care as like it's not that they don't care. It was like. It's hard to, like, describe how I'm feeling about it. Um, It's just less, like, the lobster roll itself is less important in terms of, like, the preparation of it as, like, if you're getting, like, a whole lobster steamed and then you're going to, like, eat it at your (laughs) table, like, shuck it at your table and eat it. So, like, the lobster that they use for, like, lobster (laughs) salads is what's going to go on your lobster roll. You know what I mean? This is now a lobster podcast. (laughs) Yeah, welcome to the lobster pod. Uh, where we talk about lobster. <laughs> um, yeah, this is a Will Smith and lobster podcast. <laughs> right. <laughs> I wish we should honestly. That should be something that we do. We should well, maybe yeah. for the Patreon. We'll get together. We'll eat a whole ass fucking lobster. I'll first of all, I'll have lobster shipped to us overnight. We'll yes. sit down together. We'll get on like stream and we'll talk about Will Smith and eat a whole lobster. I love it. Maybe while watching Independence Day. Who knows? Oh, yeah. (laughs) But, yeah, what it comes down to is the meat was not as good as I'm used to. And it was, like, I just not really prepared with care. Um, And it was fine. (laughs) It was okay. I love the taste of shellfish. You're fucking destroying this lobster roll. (laughs) 
I just, it's not my thing. And I, okay, so here's another thing. Like I said, seasons are a big thing. So it's still kind of cold up here. So someone was like, one of my roommates was like, okay, think about it this way. Like it's New England. It's super humid. You're like right by the ocean. It's like a hot ass summer day. And you like, you want like, you get a lobster roll and you like get get some lemon on there, which I didn't have any lemon either, which might've been like a whole thing. You like, you get some lemon on there and you just bite into like a nice cool like sandwich made of lobster meat and that like just really hits the spot on like a really hot summer day and I was like okay I can see it that way and it still tasted good it was just like chewy and like not the quality I guess I'm used to but right it's whatever yeah yeah so I've officially eaten a lobster roll um so I guess I'm a mainer now or whatever (laughs) good job bud yeah haven't gone up to camp but (laughs) yeah it's pretty good the local bartender uh in my like village that i live in um at the sports bar knows my name so that's cool the lady that serves at the only mexican restaurant in town noticed that i dyed my hair (laughs) and like came up to me to like compliment me on it which is cool so i'm like i'm local now look at that (laughs) cute (laughs) but yeah well, cool. I'm glad you like it. Yeah, it's a really lovely place. I have almost zero complaints. Great. I have a bunch, if you want some. Yeah, yeah, please, please <laughs> complain. I'm here. I'm ready for it. Uh, we had our first hailstorm already. Oh, oh my God, Jesus. Early, early in the season. Yeah, it is early for hail. Was it big? Oh, dude, it fucking sucked. At least the hail wasn't big, but, like, the storm itself was, like, fucking torrential. Right. Oh, God, I saw that. It, like, flash flooded downtown. Yeah. Oh, my God. Augie, for some reason, loves weather, so he heard it, and he kept ringing the bell to go outside as Noah and I are standing there watching, like, all of the lilacs get fuckhouse by hail right absolutely no you can't go out there (laughs) right it was adorable though i love him so much he literally is the the sweetest but i can imagine him being like i want to go outside yeah he just starts (laughs) let me play yeah (laughs) oh my goodness yeah should we talk about fucking scam scam scams let's talk about scam scam scams what she got for us? Okay, well, today we are doing the last episode of our Scam 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 series. Correct. And we are going to be talking about social scams. Yeah, um, bringing it all back to social media. Yeah. Again. <laughs> yeah, we're, as we're going through the series, it's just getting more and more familiar to the babies that are listening. Yes. <laughs> um... So, I'm going to start start us off with a nice clickbait scam info. <laughs> so, clickbait scams. I got this information from the Forbes website and LifeWire.com. <clears throat> okay. Okay. I'm ready. I'm putting on my voice. <laughs> Uh, So clickbait scams were born from the old bait and switch. Uh, This is when a person is offering like a super enticing thing. And then the person like the the victim is like, yeah, I want that. And then the scammer pulls one over on them and actually gives them like a fistful of scabies or something bad. Right. Like when you go to a restaurant and you order a lobster (laughs) roll and what they give you is cold overcooked lobster meat. Yeah. The old bait and switch. (laughs) Uh, So clickbait scams exploit that curiosity gap by offering people like a little taste of something that they want or that they think they want. And then it's often... Um, malware that takes hold and starts shitting on their computer and or browser. Um, Or sometimes it's just a a rickroll. Yeah. It's literally Um, like, it's like, oh, well, if you want this, then you got to do all of these things. And then you agree to a bunch of shit, put your credit card info in, and then realize that instead you've bought three months worth of uh, 
you know, uh, self-help books or something. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I've seen a lot of shit on the internet. <laughs> yeah, it's it's bad and it sucks. Right. Uh, so it's important to note that not all clickbait is a scam, um, but all clickbait is not worth it. <laughs> right. Every clickbait is not a good time. Yeah. Um, like, it so, might not be a scam, but it's not a good time. Yeah, it's not. It never is. Um, many websites, news sites, um, YouTube creators are super into clickbait shit. Um, they have all utilized the clickbait tool by coming up with, like, really flashy headlines that's promising something great or over the top or polarizing to get people to view their content. And then it's always lackluster. Like all those fucking articles that are out right now that are like, um, the Witcher season two date announced. And then you click on it and they're like, they talked about how there's not a date set yet. (laughs) Right. Or like when it says, uh, Netflix, all of the shows that Netflix is canceling this year. And then it's like, a screenshot from Ozark, which is like one of the greatest shows ever. Uh, and also they're not canceling that show at all. Yeah. They just used Ugh. a screenshot from a very popular show. I hate it. And I get why they do it because it works. Yeah, it does. Absolutely. But also fuck them. Right. <laughs> uh, so we see this all the time, especially in recent months, uh, like with the election. That was really popular time for a clickbait. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I wonder why. <laughs> And uh, the whole uh, cancel culture movement has really churned out some headlines. Um, right. Content creators on TikTok and all of the stuff are still capitalizing on public the public's feelings. Um, right. And they just write these charged headlines and it gets people to click on them. And, and then it always sucks. So as yeah. far as like the actual scams go, um, these will send the clicker to like a malicious website and it contains like ransomware viruses trojans um all all of the bad things that can start living inside of your computer yeah um so if ransomware gets installed this can lead to one of the other scams that we talked about um where you have to like do all the shit <laughs> to get it off of your computer mm-hmm. um they can also install extensions on your browser um, that will, like, suck out all of your personal information. Um, sometimes these scams will be integrated with, like, your Facebook friends list, and it'll send the same clickbait scam to all of your friends so everyone knows that you tried to click on porn or something. Right. I've had so many of those messages where I, like, open it up and see that it's a clickbait from someone, you know, and it's clearly clearly (laughs) clickbait and it's like some still of like someone getting raw dogged in a bathroom or something right like you nasty hoe trying to look at porn on facebook (laughs) (laughs) who tries to look at porn on facebook no don't do it don't do it don't do it (laughs) is this Uh, you no it's not me weirdo clearly it's not Oh my god. Yeah. It's great. I get a laugh, though. Yeah. Um, so here are some ways to avoid these clickbait things. Um, avoid the quizzes that you see on social medias. Um, these are like a petri dish for cyber attacks. Um, not all of them, but like a lot of them will send you to like a third-party place, or like sometimes they even make you install a whole-ass other app and stuff, and it starts like doing all the shit really fast and it's scary when you click on it and you see it like pulling up all this other stuff Uh, so just avoid those Um, if a survey or quiz you clicked on is asking for your email or something or asking you to sign in uh, don't do it unless you know the site and you trust the site Um, don't agree to things if it's just asking if it's asking to access your account Um, Because some of them will be like, sign in using your Facebook login or something like that. Um, Mm. And if it's a site that you've never heard of, probably don't do that. Right. Highly recommend not doing that instead. Yeah. Just avoid that. Um, Your sailor, Jupiter. There you go. (laughs) Everyone knows now. Yeah. (laughs) Officially, every single listener of this podcast, Sailor Jupiter. Yes. That's who I am. (laughs) Um, um, I, I'm Sailor Moon. It's 
It's bad. <laughs> I'm not stoked on it. <laughs> yeah, that's cute. You are Sailor Moon. Do you, Do you remember we did that? Yeah, we did. Yeah. 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 Okay. Cool. A good rule for everything in life is to mind your business. And pop culture things and porn things and gossipy things, all of these headlines are often used and they're, they've been linked to malware. So, again, with the whole, you know, like, she said what or whatever, like, just, just mind your business and don't, don't click on it. It's not worth yeah. it. Even if it's not a scam, it's not going to add any value to your life. Just stick to, you know, reading the gossip headlines in the, you know, Us Weekly. Yeah. When you're checking out at the grocery store. Yeah, just be an adult. Much safer. <laughs> it, in publicly embarrassing, but much safer. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if the headline is too good to be true, then it is and it may be terrible. Nothing is going to get you to lose 10 pounds while you sleep. Uh, the newest video game consoles don't have a glitch that <laughs> gets you um, to credit all of the money that you want into your account. Um, there's nothing like that that's going to happen. So no. don't, don't bother with it. Correct. If it prompts you to install something, uh, just shut it down. Sometimes yeah. the headlines will say something like, when you see this, what this celebrity did to their car, you'll gasp. And then when you click on it, um, it like asks you to install their special video viewer. Uh, that doesn't make sense. Don't do it. It's weird. And they're trying right. to steal your shit. Absolutely. Your computer already comes with a media player, so... Yeah, you don't need some obscure Russian website's special video viewer. <laughs> you don't. For you real. really don't. Uh, so yeah, that is the gist on uh, clickbait scams. Um, the nice thing about clickbait scams, if there is something to be nice about them, is they are very recognizable, um, they're very like straightforward because their whole everything relies on a catchy headline for you to click on it. So if you just avoid catchy headlines, you'll be fine. There you go. At least when it comes to clickbait scams. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, but that leads me to bots on social media. Because sometimes Ooh. bots are not as straightforward as clickbait scams. Right, exactly. And they can get weird. Um, so I got this information from a few different websites. One of them being blog.grandbastion.com, um, imperva.com, and nicks.cisa.gov. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> And wiki. <laughs> As we do. Yeah. Love, we love wiki in this house. Uh, so from the wiki, here is the, like, the general information about bots on social media. So an internet bot is a software application that runs automated tasks over the internet. Tasks run by bots are, bots are typically simple and performed at a much higher rate compared to human internet activity they can be good or bad for instance googlebot is the one that scours the internet for indexing and we all like that one but some bots scour the internet and look for software vulnerabilities to exploit right there are many different kinds of malware that aim towards getting a person's computer enlisted into a botnet which is when a device becomes infected and starts communicating with a command and control center that can then automate the activities that the device does. Many scammers are trying to get a bunch of devices in their botnet so they can do the biggest damage, and a lot of the infected machines do their own rec recruiting. Kind of like a pyramid scheme! <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> the infected computers um, will send bank links or emails to other people and stuff like that. Um, so basically, there's like one bad guy at the top and he builds a supercomputer that infects you know we'll say like five gets five people to click on the bait and then those computers get infected and they and send it out to five more people and then all of those people's computers are infected background they don't even notice at first probably 
stealing all of this information and feeding it back up the chain. Right. So there are a few different types of bots. Um, The spider bots, also known as web spiders or crawlers, browse the web following hyperlinks with the objective of retrieving and indexing web content. Spiders download HTML and other resources such as CSS, JavaScript, and images and use them to process site content. If you have a large number of web pages, you can place a bot, a robots.txt file in the root of your web server and provide instructions to bots specifying which parts of your site they can crawl and how frequently. So some people will do that to like prevent uh, shitty things happening on their websites. Right. Uh, scrapers are bots that read data from websites with the objective of saving them offline and enabling their reuse. This may take the form of scraping the entire content of web pages or scraping web content to obtain specific data points, such as names, prices of products, uh, addresses, things like that. Mm. Web scraping is a gray area. In some cases, scraping is legitimate and may be permitted by website owners. In other cases, bot operators may be violating website terms of use or worse, leveraging scraping to steal sensitive or copyrighted content. A spam bot is an internet application designed to gather email addresses for spam mailing lists. We're all very familiar with those. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, hate them. A spam bot can gather emails from websites, social media websites, businesses, and organizations leveraging the distinctive format of email addresses. So, after attackers have amassed a large list of email addresses, they can use them not only to send spam email, um, but for other nefarious purposes, um, like credential cracking, which is pairing emails with common passwords to gain unauthorized access to accounts, or form spam, which automatically inserting spam such as ads or malware links into forms or popular websites, typically comment or feedback forms. Hmm. I feel like I'm talking a whole bunch and my mouth is like dry. dry. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Apart from the direct damage caused to end users and organizations affected by spam campaigns, Spam bots can also choke server bandwidth and increase costs or internet service providers. ISPs. Uh-huh. Uh, download bots are automated programs that can be used to automatically download software for mobile apps. Uh, ticketing bots are an automated way to purchase tickets to popular events. Um, this is also like a really popular one. Like when tickets drop for something. And then you see that they're sold out in, like, 30 seconds. Immediately. Because, like, some fucking jack-off bought all of them. Yep. And same with, like, when all of the fucking PS5s were dropping. There was a shit ton of bots just, like, buying them. Right. And I hated them. But I fucking won in the end. (laughs) Yeah, I still haven't gotten one. Um, I've been trying. Like, I tried, like, after my payday and, like followed all the steps i i follow accounts on twitter and i have like mobile updates like scheduled and everything so that i can make sure to get it when they drop and nothing but... shit dude it'll happen it'll happen yeah i'm not worried about it yeah uh, bots are operated on social media networks and used to automatically generate messages advocate ideas act as followers of users and as fake accounts to gain followers themselves it's estimated that um, between 9 and 15% of Twitter accounts are social bots. Um, oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. And they're, oh, they're very popular on Instagram, too, because you'll see... God, they just, like, fucking come through, and it's clear that it's a bot, and they're just, like, following a bunch of accounts. Um, but, like, they never post anything, and they're, like, weird, and don't have real pictures. Right. It's weird. It's weird. And some people buy them to inflate their followers and stuff. Yeah, absolutely. That's a super big practice, for sure. Which is weird. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Social bots can be used to infiltrate groups of people and used to propagate specific ideas. 
Since there is no strict regulation governing their activities, social bots play a major role in online public opinion. Um, and I feel like those, like, when you see, like, the same comments over and over and over again from different people, clearly bot behavior. <laughs> right. Uh, social bots can create fake accounts, although this is becoming more difficult as social networks become more sophisticated, but they amplify the bot's operator's message and generate fake followers and likes. It is difficult to identify and mitigate social bots because they can exhibit very similar similar behavior to um, that of real users. Um, so there are some that like can fake it really well, but typically I think they're really easy to spot. Right. Because they don't... They're very one-dimensional accounts. Right. However, you know... Everyone's different, and their existence and participation on the internet is different, so these are just things to look out for. Right. I'm just talking about the very clear, like, ones that um, just, like, repeat the same messages over and over again. Right. Like, very clearly not human behavior. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, that leads into actual social bots. We're going to break that down a little bit more. Um, so a social bot is an agent that communicates more or less autonomously on social media, often with the task of influencing the course of discussion and or the opinions of its readers. It is related to chat bots, but mostly only uses rather simple interactions or no reactivity at all. The messages like tweets or whatever, um, that they distribute are mostly either very simple or prefabricated, which would be prefabricated by humans and right. it is it is often um they often operate in groups and various configurations of partial human control which would be a hybrid it usually targets advocating certain ideas supporting campaigns or aggregating other sources either by acting as a follower in quotations and or gathering followers itself in this very limited respect, social bots can be said to have passed the Turing test. If social media profiles are expected to be human, then social bots represent fake accounts. Um, so chatbots, uh, I think chatbots are becoming more popular for websites um, where they used to, like where you used to be able to chat with someone who actually worked their live. Right. Now there's a chatbot um Anytime I am reaching out to a company for a problem, okay, maybe not every time, but most of the time I've had to reach out to a company for a problem and I've tried to use their chatbot, it never answers my question. Right. And I always have to end up chatting with someone anyways. Yeah. It's very frustrating. Yeah. I can see that it would be good to like get past the bullshit. Um, but I feel like that's where an FAQ would come in handy <laughs> instead. Right. There are some where it's like they will direct you to the frequently asked questions. If you like type out your problem, it'll look for like keywords and like machine learning. I feel like it's like definitely like more advanced than it used to be for sure. But like, yeah, it's the same thing as like if I'm fucking having a problem with like something like my bank account or um, something that I've ordered off the internet or like a bill that is suddenly like, you know, my electricity shut off or some shit like that. Like I do not want to spend 10 minutes like surfing through a fucking menu of options nope. so that you can like try and like narrow down my problem when I know for a fact that you're not actually like you're, you're filtering out very little information. And by the time you get to an actual service agent, they're not going to have any of the information that you've inputted anyways. And they're still going to ask you all the same fucking questions. Yeah. It's the dumbest fucking shit. I fucking don't so like it. Mad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I've worked as a customer service rep. I know exactly like what happens on those calls and the information that you do receive and it's not anything that's helpful or pertinent other than to direct you to <laughs> customer service or to IT. Right. Like, yeah, it. it's, I, yeah, I don't fucking like it. And it's like, if you're going to rely on a chatbot that isn't very intuitive, then just don't have a chatbot. Just let people email you. Right. I was trying to talk to, cause I got that cricket maker machine um, mm -hmm. and I was having a problem <clears throat> 
across devices. Like my account wasn't syncing with my desktop and the thing on my tablet. Mm-hmm. So I was like, cool, I'll use their chat because I thought it would be a real person, but it wasn't. And I got stuck in this fucking circular thing of them, the chat bot being like, I don't understand your question. Can you reword it? Right. Oh my God. I'm sorry. I didn't hear that. Is your problem, you know, yeah. it's the same fucking shit. Yeah. And I kept just like typing customer service. <laughs> And it didn't, it didn't work. <laughs> right. No, Ugh, I totally hate it. <clears throat> Anyways. So there are a handful of some uses for social bots. Um, one is to foster fame for people. Um, having an arbitrary number of unrevealed bots as fake followers can help simulate real success, um, which we already talked about. There are some people that buy their followers. Um, right pretty common practice actually (laughs) yeah surprisingly yeah um spamming having advertising bots in online chats is similar to spam email but a lot more direct um i remember this like in aol chat rooms and stuff Uh um just seeing like the same weird advertisement over and over and over again still doing it today um, yeah, one of I the get chat requests on Instagram and Twitter all the time from yeah. bots. Don't don't come at me with that. It's weird, right? Um, one of the uses cited is mischief, <laughs> <laughs> which I think is cute. Um, yeah. <laughs> and they gave the example of signing up an opponent with a lot of fake identities and spam the account or help others discover it to dis creditize the opponent (laughs) Mm. so which i can see um bias of public opinion so to influence trends by countless messages of similar content with different phrasings which i feel like we saw a lot of last year Mm -hmm. uh to limit free speech um important messages can be pushed out of sight by a bunch of bots just pushing and spamming the same message over and over again uh, to fish for passwords or other personal data, which I'm sure you will tell us about more soon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, how to detect and what to do. So, if your computer is running slow and you don't really, there's no reason for it to be running slowly, and if it's acting weird, like kind of glitchy, um, if it's running out of memory but you haven't installed anything, um, do a virus scan and get that shit out of there. Um, right. I think we've mentioned some of the ones, um, I really like malware bites. Um, yeah. Malware bites is great. Yeah. That one's my fave. That's my go-to. <laughs> yeah. Please do it. Um, check your extensions <laughs> on your web browsers. Um, make sure there's not anything weird that you didn't install yourself there. Um, don't click on links and emails. <laughs> <laughs> which we've talked about i think every episode many times yeah um don't download from strange places i feel like we've all done this i have done it so many times um but it's not good don't do it <laughs> um use pop-up blockers they really work mm-hmm. they're lifesavers and then last but certainly not least don't trust strangers which is a great transition. Yes. Into talking about sweetheart and romance scams and catfishing. My favorite. <sighs> yeah, but like also like so fucking sad, honestly. I know, but they're the most interesting. I'm not saying they're the funnest or anything, but they're the most right, right, interesting. Right. Yeah. So romance scams are a big deal, especially nowadays. Um I even have, like, seen people with, like, stuff in their, like, Tinder and Hinge bios. Like, oh, it's, like, crazy. I never would have thought that, you know, a pandemic would force me into, like, downloading a dating app so that I can just meet people safely um, in the year of our Lord 2020. Yeah, little do they know. Yeah. Um, So... With that being said, uh, romance scams are essentially 
a situation where a cyber criminal is going to make a profile on a dating site that doesn't have to be like your normal like you know okay cupid or match.com or plenty of fish it could also be on places like tinder it can be on uh things like Hinge, so your dating apps as well, but it can also just be on regular social media, which is actually something that's like becoming more of the norm um, as social media sites continue to become dating sites, yeah. <laughs> which they are, <laughs> which is funny. Um, so I got most of my information from an article by Kyle Chivers, a Norton LifeLock employee, and this is on the us.norton.com website. Um, so according to the FTC, the reports of online scams that are romance oriented have nearly tripled in the past year. And this was, by the way, this was written February 5th, 2021. So it's up to information. Tripled, um, you said? Yeah. So it's tripled in the past years. And in 2019 alone, victims lost around $201 million. Holy shit. Uh, from romance scams. Yeah. Uh, so... Essentially, like I said, a person, a cyber criminal, creates a fake profile to court victims online. So that's either through social media, through dating apps, through dating websites. Um, essentially, they find people that are, you know, more susceptible and they trick them into like at first a relationship and then a romantic relationship it moves very fast the scanner or the scammer asks victims for money receives it and then vanishes um so like it's like massively fucked up yeah the thing is with romance scams it is such a psychological thing and it has like it takes a lot of time and investment because these are scams that last over like a couple of months and while uh the medium median individual loss for romance scams in 2018 was 2600 dollars. if you think about the fact that a person is running multiple scams like this uh like say perhaps they're scamming 10 people at different times that's like through the course of 10 months the possibility of a profit margin of $2,600 a month just by talking to 10 people throughout the year that's fucking nuts that's insane so if you're talking to lots of people and you're leading on like these scams like you have the possibility as a scammer of like gaining a lot of money however it is the highest like while it is one of the highest grossing scams it also is the most investment that you'll have to do in order to partake in the scam so like you're going to be like having like interpersonal communications with a person for possibly like months you know what i mean right um so Here's some statistics. These are from the FTC and the FBI. Like I said, the median loss, uh, individual loss from romance scams in 2018 was $2,600. Over 25,000 consumers filed a report about romance scams with the FTC in 2019 with losses amounting to $201 million that year. Dang. Um, Romance scams were also the second most reported crime to the FBI in 2019. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so it's like it's on the rise, which of course, as <clears throat> society moves farther and farther onto the internet and farther and farther away from real life, like not to say that you know anyone in real life either, because like I mean, I read a story the other day about a woman who went on a date with a man and like she like wanted him to come home with her, and he was like, no, like, I want to be respectful of you, like, blah, blah, blah. And then, like, five days later, he got, like, arrested and found, like, the head of a woman in his fucking trunk. Oh, my God. Like, and that was a person that she was going to invite into her home. So, like, I'm not saying that, like, meeting people <laughs> in real life is a good idea either. I'm just saying, like, this, like, as we move more to an online platform, like, we're going to start to see more of this happening. Um... So about half of all romance scams reported to the FTC since 2019 involve social media, usually on Facebook or Instagram. Uh, In the first six months of 2020, people reported a record high of losing almost $117 million to scams that started on social media. And that... Excuse me. um, That was from the FTC in October of 2020. Uh, The number of romance scams people report to the FTC has nearly tripled since 2015. 
2019, more than 25,000 consumers filed a report with the FTC about romance scams, uh, which I mentioned previously. Uh, romance scams were the second most reported crime to the FBI in 2019, and nearly 20,000 people fell victim to romance scams in 2019, and that's from an FBI internet crime report. Um, the total reported losses were higher than any other scam reported to the FTC in 2019. Um, so like we're seeing a lot more of it than any other scams happening. Um, in 2019, people reported, uh, losing 20, $201 million to romance scams, which is six times higher than it was five years prior at $33 million in 2015. So like I said, like as society moves farther online, we're seeing a rise in this. And especially like 2019, I feel like, and 20, rather 2020 especially, um, we're seeing so much more of that because our lives were almost exclusively online for a full year. Right. True, true, true. Uh, uh in 2018 uh the median individual loss to a romance scam was seven times higher than the median loss across all other fraud types shit uh cryptocurrency scams tied romance scams for the highest median dollars lost at three thousand in 2019 that's a better business bureau scam tracker risk report from 2019 um Romance scams cost victims upward of $475 million in 2019 across the board. Uh, that's from an FBI internet crime report. Uh, and here's like, now we're getting into like the really grimy shit, which is like the very, very sad fact that online dating scams are vastly more proportional to older people and also to women um so according to a better business bureau 2019 scam tracker risk report romance scams are riskiest to people in the age group of 55 to 64 which is fucking depressing um so fucking sad uh older adults reportedly lost nearly 84 million dollars in romance scams in 2019 um that was followed quickly by government imposter scams at 61 million and prizes sweepstakes and lottery scams at 51 million um in 2019 68% of the dollars reported lost on romance scams by older adults were sent by wire transfer so once again we're seeing a lot of like wire transfer and that's still very prevalent um, I believe we talked about Western unions, like precautionary, <laughs> don't do this if you think yep. that it's fishy. Um, romance scams, uh, have a 54% susceptibility, um, to like their, their risk targets. So they're like super successful, like the 54%, that's really fucking high yeah. <laughs> for someone oh, to yeah. be susceptible to, like, actually fall victim to a scam. Um, and like I said, women are more susceptible to romance scams than men. Uh, following employment scams, romance scams are the second riskiest type, scam type to women. Um, it looks like the Midwest is most susceptible to romance scams, with the median loss per individual amounting to $115 in the Midwest. I'm not surprised by that. Um, no, it's like, like I said, it's honestly lonely, older Midwestern men, women. Like, it seems like, I, I mean, I've even heard, like, friends' moms getting into the online dating game and then, like, finding out that this military guy who's, like, you know, he's, like, a con- he's a civilian contractor with the military is, like, oh, I'm stuck in Prague and they, like, took my, f- they won't let me get on my flight and I, I, I need more money to, like, buy a plane to get home. Like, send me a thousand dollars. God. And, like, asking her daughter, like, oh, should I, like, do that or, like, do, like this doesn't seem like it's, like, real. Like, we haven't, like, video chatted. We've just talked on the phone. Like, it's just, like, that's so fucked up. If someone did that to my mom, I would fucking find them. Oh, yeah, for sure. That's fucked up. Yeah. Um, Californians lost the most to dating scams in 2018 at $450 followed by New Yorkers, Texans, Floridians, and North Carolinans. Uh, Californians were also most caught up in dating scams in 2018 with 49,000 people scammed, followed by Texas Floridians, New Yorkers, and Virginians. Dang. All right. Yeah. So there's some statistics for you online. Like it's, that's the thing is like, it's such a 
psychological thing. Like you have to invest so much time in that to like win someone over and trick them into thinking that you are a human being that cares about them in order to steal their money. So I honestly think while it is the most like labor intensive and probably one of the most interesting just because of like, you know, social engineering and that sort of thing, it is probably the most devastating and in my opinion, the most sinister because you're playing with someone's emotions. Like you're not like downloading malware onto their fucking thing or like, you know, promising them a vacation or whatever. Like you're like convincing them that they're, you know, possibly after years of not having someone, they have found a person that like likes them at the very least and respects them and can possibly even love them. And then you're tricking them out of money and disappearing. So, it's if so you do sad. this, I hate you. I literally yeah. fucking hate you. Um, so, here are Norton's tips for uh, finding out if your cyber sweetheart is swindling you. Uh, they say, <laughs> is that roses the name are of red. It? Yeah. <laughs> is your cyber sweetheart swindling you? Roses are red, violets are blue, and romance scammers can fool you too. Look for these red flags. <laughs> Cute. <laughs> um,. So first of all, they say they're far away. So most of the time, like, romance scammers are going to be, like, especially, like, nowadays, like, I have friends that I've met on Twitter from, like, all over the country, and, like, I've met a lot of them, and, like, I feel like I have, like, a pretty good gauge and radar for, like, if someone is really a person. Um, but the first thing that a cyber criminal is going to tell you if they're in one of these situations is that they're not in the same location that you are. Um, so they're going to be far away or they're like traveling or like, um, like I said, one of them is like they're military or they're overseas or, um, some examples listed here is they're working on an oil rig. They're a doctor in an international organization, which would seem appealing, especially to like women. Like you want to date someone that's like, you know, doing well for themselves, you know? (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Um, they're working on a contract and construction project outside the United States. Um, so obviously, like, this works in two ways. First of all, they're not in the same area as you. Secondly, like, it's, I had a thought and now it's gone. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, so they separate themselves from you by distance. And also, oh, it's interesting to you. It's like, oh, I'm in, you know, Afghanistan or, oh, I'm living in Turkey doing a construction project for U.S. contractors. Like, that sounds fucking interesting as fuck. Obviously, I would be interested in that. Yeah, for sure. Um, Their profile seems too good to be true. Uh, So legitimate, it says here, a legitimate dating profile usually has plenty of photos of the person in different situations with one or two that show the person's whole body, not just part of their face. Uh, The individual might also include links to their Instagram or Facebook accounts in contrast a dating profile might be fake if the person doesn't list any details or maybe their interests and hobbies just about exactly match yours the similarities might be too good to be true so it's definitely something to look out for uh the relationship moves fast like they're going to be dropping l-bombs yeah dude dropping l-bombs all over the place (laughs) like this person's like you guys have been talking on online for a month and this person is like I don't know what it is about you. I just think I love you. <laughs> like, and it's like, mm. no, they don't. <laughs> they don't. They want your money. Yeah. Uh, they'll ask you to marry them. They make a promise that you'll see one another. They'll ask to move communications off of the dating site, which kind of like most places um, have like security features for like if you're talking to someone. Also, like you can make like you can file a report because everything's saved. Which, to some degree, uh, in, via text messages as well, but it's a lot less, like, trustworthy if you move it off of the dating site. Right. Um, also, you want to, like, pay attention to conversations. Like, if some, like, uh, an example here is the person's messages look like they could be copy and pasted into any conversation. Um, conversation doesn't flow or make sense. So, like, you're seeing things like this is where you have a person that's running multiple scams and they have, like, pre-typed out, like, prompts that they can send. Oh, that's so weird. It's fucking terrifying, honestly. Um, they'll promise to visit you and then break their promise to visit. Um, like, you'll have set up something, like, a situation where you're like, oh, yeah, like... 
we're, you know, you're going to fly out on this day and, like, I'm coming to see you and you, like, spend all this time. And then they break their promise because of, like, some emergency. Yeah, they're not Um, just flaky. They're fakey. (laughs) (laughs) True, exactly. Um, And then, of course, this also ties into they claim they need money. So, like, I gave an example of my friend's mom with, like, the situation with the military dude. Um, but also, uh, people will, when you're making promises to see them, like, oh, travel expenses, like, you're gonna, like, will you pay for, like, half of my plane ticket if I come see you? Or I got into an accident and I need help with, like, medical expenses, that sort of thing. Usually there's gonna be, like, a super sob story to back it up, um, so that they can try and, like, gain your trust to, like, take your fucking money. (laughs) um yeah also when it gets to that point of them sending money they're gonna have right off the bat they're gonna be like oh yeah yeah yeah. i have uh wire transfer me this money or i want you to preload gift cards or i want you to like put the account in your name and then like open the bank account and then like add me or like give me your banking information like they're gonna have specific payment messages um so those are some of the things to watch out for so in terms of norton's online dating advice which i never thought that i would need (laughs) um so first of all you want to recognize those red flags like everything like most of it's pretty straightforward and um like even with my friend's mom is like she like reached out to people and was like this is starting to seem like too good to be true and now he's asking for money and i don't feel like comfortable about that um so good good job. You shouldn't feel comfortable about that. Nobody should be asking you for money. Um, Secondly, you want to evaluate your online presence. Like, what information about you is online? And of course, that's kind of been the theme of this entire series is like, you know, check yourself before you get wrecked. (laughs) Because you're not really, I mean, in part you're wrecking yourself, but mostly like other people are wrecking you and that's not fair. Right. Um, Approach relationships slowly. That's a really important part. Um, Even for um, IRL people. Yeah, absolutely. Like, you don't want to, like, if someone's, like, telling you that they love you after, like, a month or two of dating, like, that's a little fast. Yeah. You know? (laughs) Unless you went Uh, through something traumatic and never left each other's side or something. Right, exactly. Like, you know, maybe, like, a quarantine event because of a global pandemic. (laughs) Like, that's one thing. But somebody that you met online that you've not spent any in real life time with might be sketchy. <laughs> um, set up a phone or a video chat early. So, like, you want that to, like, be the fir- one of the first things that you do. Um, also, don't send compromising pictures because, as we know from previous episodes, um, mm-hmm. these are something that could be used against you in order to blackmail you to get the money from you anyways. So even after you've deciphered that it is a scam and that it is a bad time, they can then be like, well, you sent me these pictures, so unless you send me money, I'm going to send this to everyone that you know. Ugh, terrifying. Um, yeah. <laughs> Super scary. Uh, do your own snooping. Like, look at their profile. Do a 10-eye search. Like, reverse image search if things just seem too good to be true. Yeah, like, I love a reverse image search. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. It's literally the best. Saves you uh, a ton of time for other things. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, never pay someone that you haven't met. I... So that one's... I mean, I feel in this situation, yeah, don't give thousands of dollars to someone that you've never met in real life. Yeah. Um, outsource their asks for help. So, like, if someone says, I am being deported or I'm being held at the airport and blah, 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 like, there are embassies that you can go to and they will help you. And yeah. everyone should know that. So, refer them to the US embassy. <laughs> like, there are other places that they can get help for sure. Like, call the police, do these things. Like, yeah. Um, yeah. ask someone you trust for a second opinion. That's really important. If somebody says, no dog, that's sketchy, then you should probably listen to them. Yeah, if it feels weird, ask your friends. Right, absolutely, always. And that's in real life as well. Um, yeah. And also, if you do sense that something is sketchy, stop communicating and report the incident, either, like, you know, to your local police station or your local FBI branch, like, Report that shit, because it's not fucking fair that people get fucked up over this shit. Yeah, and you don't owe anybody anything. (laughs) No, absolutely not. Take care of your heart first. 100%. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, the like, world is a terrible fucking place. This and everything whole season sucks. is a, a Debbie Downer, but it's necessary. Right. It's funny because we also did like our first negative indie game review as well. <laughs> yeah, so it's we like did. just fucking depression upon Ugh. depression. Yeah. Bomb bomb. Yeah, hate to make y'all sad and like give you guys bad news, but it's yeah. important and you should know about this and it's because we love and care about you. Yeah, for the most part. For the most part. <laughs> um speaking of our indie game review, if that's something that you're into and you like indie game reviews, you can definitely check out our Patreon for extra content. We just released a really cool episode about how terrible and <laughs> like how terrible the world is again. <laughs> Uh, and all the problems that we have um, that deals in, like, NFTs, uh, what they mean, what they do, what they are, and why they're terrible. <laughs> yeah. And also our indie game reviews that we put out uh, monthly as well. Um, so if that's something that you're interested in, definitely check out our Patreon. Uh, it's uh, The prices are, you know, priced accordingly, and they're really great. Hot, hot fresh lobster <laughs> market prices. <laughs> Um, uh, so definitely check that out if that's something you're into. And of course, uh, thank you so much to the support of our current Patreon patrons. Uh, uh, there's so many (laughs) I did great. Um, so (laughs) I'm going to start over. So thank you so much to our Patreon subscribers who make all of this possible. Uh, we have starting with... Justin J, not Justin, even though I put that in the description on accident because um, autocorrect. I apologize. So we have Justin J, Daniel J, Michael I, Beert, and Tristan B. Thank you all so much for your contributions. You are definitely helping us do what we do. And of course, we get to do all of those exciting um bonus episodes and interviews and things like that Uh, and that's all thanks to you i also of course want to give a huge shout out to our friend so and so uh who does our theme music uh you can find them on spotify or not spotify soundcloud uh so and so us uh and yeah thanks so much for listening to another series yeah thanks guys this is a series wrap oh my god what is this number four yeah, no, this is five. This is five? Okay, what yeah. do we have? We have porn on the internet. Yeah. The... Console Wars. Console Wars. Yeah, aliens. Aliens. What's the fourth one? Oh my god, do we only have four? Is this four? <laughs> oh my god. Oh, no, 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 no. Now I have to look. da, da, da. My dog is freaking out. Oh, social media. Duh. Social media. Oh, right. I was completely just... Excuse me. Wow. Oh my god, I blocked out all of last year. (laughs) Yeah, I literally... I've been there as well. We're also... We're past... We're just past celebrating our one-year anniversary. You mean two-year anniversary? Is it two years now? Oh my we god. We did not start last year. No. <laughs> I'm just looking at our Patreon posts. So yeah, it's like, yeah, oh my god, it's two, is it two years? Let me... Mate says podcast. Yeah, when did episode one come out? I'm gonna find it. Look on our Podomatic. Oh yeah, that's probably better. Hey, you guys are hanging out with us while we do this. We're professionals. It's true. We have all the statistics pulled up. We got the information now when you need it. (laughs) Um, Let's see here. Let's scroll all the way to the bottom. My podcast. All right. Oh, my goodness. There's so many. So many episodes. What are you thumping? It's my scrolly pad. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, October 6th is our anniversary. Dope. Yeah. So we're almost two years old. 
Yeah. Well, well we did have we did have a one-off weird episode. <laughs> right. That's on YouTube somewhere. <laughs> if you want to find that. Don't find it. Uh, don't. It's, I mean, it's fine. It was like two hours long and like weird. It was just us being awkward. <laughs> yeah. Like, like you do. Yeah. Um, but anyways, thank you guys so much for everything that you do. And uh, if you have any other suggestions for topics, um, obviously we take a little bit of break in between our seasons. However, if you are a Patreon subscriber, you will still get access to our nibble sods uh, and indie game reviews during that time. Um, if you have a suggestion for future series or if you want to reach out to us about scamming, um, you can find all of that information at our website, which is bitesizepodcast.com. That's B-Y-T-E-S-I-Z-E podcast.com. Um, also, if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, definitely leave us a review, comment on it, uh, add some stars on that thing. Yeah, uh, tell your friends also... that we exist. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Share it around. Um, also, uh, Spotify, we're on Spotify as well. Uh, you can follow us. We're on Stitcher. We're on all the things. Uh, so yeah. wherever you listen to podcasts, definitely, uh, follow us up and, uh, leave your reviews and things like that. Cause it definitely helps us gain some notoriety. Um, and yeah, thank you so much for joining us for another fun filled season. Yeah. Thanks guys. Yeah. Okay, bye. Okay, bye.